a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast. Helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. How would you respond to floodwaters from a hurricane uh, left standing water in your central office? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of uh, Story Connect Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns. I'm joined today by Kyle Randleman, uh, VP of Marketing and Customer Service with Star over in North Carolina. So, Kyle, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Well, we've got uh, quite a few things to talk about. This is the full version of the conversation. Um, the, we will be uh, chopping this up a little bit and putting it on um, the presentation we're doing at Story Connect, the conference, which will be in Huntsville, March 12 to 14. Uh, you'll hear Laura Withers with NTCA do a presentation on uh, crisis communication. And when we were talking with Laura about uh, crisis communication, um, you know, I said, what kind of examples can you think of? She said she immediately thought about Star and everything that you guys went through with Hurricane Matthew last year. So I guess, Kyle, if you can first, just kind of talk us through um, how bad was it? What kind of impact did you guys see from the hurricane? Um, you know, we've been through quite a few hurricanes uh, being close to the, the the coast here where North Carolina kind of juts out into the Atlantic. Um we're very susceptible to getting them. They seem to hit Florida and then run up the coast and hit us and then kind of go out to sea normally. So um, a lot of the hurricanes that we experience, you know, the high winds, class two, class three hurricanes hit. And, um, you know, there's a lot of damage. But for us, for Star, uh, we're about 98 percent buried cable. So um, and as a result of all these hurricanes, I guess, um, you know, they don't affect us as bad. Um we weren't really expecting a whole lot out of Hurricane Matthew when it rolled in. Um, being a, and this kind of sounds bad, but being a, a Cat One hurricane, we're, I mean, not, I don't think all the milk and the bread was taken out of the grocery stores even. I mean, people really weren't giving this probably the due that it probably needed. Um, but uh, it 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 came in and um, it just it sat over the top of us and spun for a while, and which caused about. 18 to 19 inches of water to come down in a very, very, very short period of time. And when that happened, um, just what we were expecting that, uh, bridges, uh, roads were flooded. Everything was flooded. Um, most of the water system got washed out. So not only were we out of power, out of water and, uh, definitely out of telecommunication services, it would wash roads and twos and culverts and, snapped most of our underground facilities, which we obviously did not anticipate. But uh, I guess for us, some of the worst part of it was when uh, the building, our corporate headquarters uh, was underwater. So that was that was pretty bad. Um, underwater probably being a, uh, maybe a little bit of an exaggeration. Um, most all of the building had probably eight inches of water in it. Uh, there were certain sections that are lower or higher that may have had a foot or two of water in it. But, uh, Andy, I'm, I'm amazed at just what damage just that much am amount of water can cause. Sure. So so we can talk about it kind of in two parts. We'll talk about the office, uh, kind of the damage there, sure. and then, then to the network. Because um, it sounds like, I mean, I had not heard very many situations where the underground plant gets snapped like that. So let, let's talk about the network first. Sure. Um, but what um, what kind of damage, uh, I don't know if you had percentages or how long the outages were, or, or just kind of run over what kind of damage that was um, to the network. 
Um, I'll, again, we've just finished up repairing most of the damage. Uh, tell you how long it goes. Uh, the DMV or the DOT, uh, when it washes these culverts out, obviously it that much force of water will snap just about anything. And obviously our cables were, were part of it. So there's been, uh, there was a lot of temporary culverts placed and just gravel put over top of the roads. And as they, as the DOT got to it, they would call us, we'd go out there and we would have to either, uh, we would have it temporary and just dropped in the Creek. And then we would go ahead and when they went back to put these things in, um, obviously repair permanently and uh, either directional bore them, which is normally what we did. I know that's expensive, but to us, that was probably the best way to get it even deeper. Um, but it it probably took about a year to get all our facilities, not back up, but fixed per, on a permanent basis with the DOT. Uh, at time of storm, yeah, sporadic outages over, you know, we cover about 1,458 square miles of territory, so roughly the size of Rhode Island, the state of Rhode Island. So, it just everywhere. And the problem we had, honestly, is a lot of the issue we had, we couldn't get to the places where we had washed out roads because all the roads were washed out. Um, at that point, there was islands, uh, obviously, of areas that you couldn't get to via road. So uh, we had some had some guys on some boats with some uh, fuel, and they would try to go down to these units that were running on battery backup, and we'd get to the unit and the unit's underwater, so the electronics are fried. We know that. So, I mean, there was a lot of that. A lot of our D-slams out in the field were were definitely just rip-and-replace type of an arrangement. But uh, we've got some cool video of some of our employees riding around on Zodiacs trying to fill up uh, uh, fill up gas tanks on units. But uh, obviously, that was probably a waste of time. Sure. I, I remember talking with either Lyman or, or some of the folks there that there was a, one of the, the nodes or central office, some of the equipment – was after a previous hurricane, you guys put it up on what six foot rise? Absolutely. Um, during past and or previous uh, hurricanes, um, we had the bright idea of of taking a lot of our digital equipment, field equipment, um, and and lifting them up. They had flooded so many times; the water had come in, and uh, uh, in these lower layer outlying spots where we have these units and uh, digital carriers out there in the field, we had put them up on stilts. Uh, some as high as six feet, and uh, we we went by the hundred year floodplain averages, and that's we said we would want it above that. But even the hundred year floodplain averages didn't constitute that much water that we had in Matthew, so we even lost some of our stuff that uh, that we had up on stilts from the previous storms. Wow, that's uh, that's a lot of water. Clearly, that's a lot of water. So uh, that's kind of the network, but it actually got in, you said, about eight inches into the, the main corporate office that you guys had, too. So that's a whole other set of challenges. Um, that was an extreme challenge, Andy. Uh, I'd never personally been through a, a flood situation where it had gotten into a, a home of mine or really been involved in that. Um, the, the issues, we've, and thank goodness we had some employees around during the when the storm was raging, they thought and were close enough to the headquarters building that they came in to just check and noticed the water rising, and thank goodness they went around and unplugged um, our uh, PC units that were sitting around, pulled UPSs and put them up on top of the desks, um, tried to do the best they could as unbolting our servers and 
unplugging them so the water damage wouldn't happen. So we, we were lucky that we did have some people rush to the office during the storm. And uh, hats off to them. They probably saved us. There's no telling what they saved us in fa- as far as, uh, you know, even, you know, cost out of pocket, but loss of, of digital um, files and formats and things of that nature. There's no telling what they saved us. So, um, but they did a great job and uh, what they couldn't get up, they obviously were run off when the water started really rising and uh, for their own safety, it was probably better than get back to their own homes. Now, uh, there are a whole lot of different ways to go there, but let's talk a little bit about um, preparation or kind of where where you guys were, you know, what the baseline was. So obviously, like you said, hurricanes are, are not unheard of uh, to come through the area. So you guys had at least a little bit of experience, but uh, this one wasn't really uh, the hurricane that you were expected to do that. So October 2016, I guess, is when yep. Matthew uh, hit. Um, yep. What what did you guys have in place in terms of um, uh, a communication plan, or or did you guys have anything set? Um, and oh, we'll, yes. we'll get into what's different now. But what kind of what did you guys have planned in advance in case of uh, of a crisis like this? Um, we 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 have an emergency action plan. Uh, which is definitely helpful for, I would highly suggest any organization have one. Uh, I know at every part of the country uh, is susceptible to some form of natural disaster. So uh, I can't underscore that enough, Andy. I think everybody should have a plan. Um, and, I, you know, I, and I hate to say this, just we did not think, nobody predicted this to happen. And category one is really for us not not that big of a deal. I hate to say that, but uh, we've had so much worse um, that uh, we weren't really expecting a whole lot. But however, we did engage that. Um, we we have a policy as well for our employees that uh, inclement weather. Um, it just briefly says, you know, if you feel like that there's a danger to yourself, uh, you know, don't come to work. And, um, you know, obviously that time will be uh, directed toward vacation unless the company or the corporate office is actually closed. So we had all that. We had the, uh, we have calls, um, our AP notify calls that go out to our employee body uh, that uh, tells, kind of gives them an update of what goes on. And also we have a number that they can call in to try to figure out what the the status of the office is and if there's any emergencies that uh, that we can help out on individually that are closer to our our places of living. Um, outside of that, again, not. Not expecting what we what we what we received, um, I think next time we'll be better prepared for any time we hear of inclement weather coming in. We're going to be a little bit more cautious and uh, and respect a Category One or even a tropical storm for that matter from now on. Sure. So obviously, one of the big challenges whenever a disaster like that hits is communication uh, being so difficult. So what were you guys doing? Um, looking more externally now. Uh, what were you guys doing or, or were you able to do anything to communicate with folks and kind of let them know what's happening, what to expect uh, for your membership? Um, for the membership, what we did prior to the storm, we did run some social media uh, that you just pretty much, you know, it was public service, um, you know, giving them tips and things that they should do uh, prior to a storm hitting and uh, just basic things of filling your bathtub up with water um, you know, for us, it was, uh, the explanation of, you know, we do have fiber out in the field now and, um, a lot of our folks are not trained, I guess you'd say, or 
uh, as educated as we would like them to be to know that, you know, you when the commercial power does go off, obviously you have a set number of hours that your landline phone will operate. Um, and once the battery is, is timed out on that eight hour battery that we provide you, um, it, that's pretty much it. So uh, I think a lot of our, that was a little bit of an eye awakening. We probably could have done more or should have done more informing our fiber to the home customers that it's not like it was back in the old POTS days to where you know, we provide the power for our central office via generators and you know you, you can sit there and with the power out and talk for days but that that's that that is something i would think that we as an industry um probably need to do a better job of, of education on sure so then when the storm hits um are you guys able to obviously there's so much going on i'm sure but um and we'll get to kind of what happened with with your the video and everything you did after the storm but sure. when when the outages happen, those you know first few days where everything is a mess, uh, yes. were you guys able to get any message out to folks, or or did you have messages coming in with people asking? Or uh, oh, as I guess I would say um, we did the best we could, um, but the problem was uh, we were pretty much down. Um, we had to cut the power to all of our campus here due to the fact of water. We have floor plugs, electrical floor plugs. Um, our, we have a tremendous V12 diesel generator out back, and it had gotten wet. And thank goodness, the something malfunctioned and it didn't throw because it would have probably electrocuted a lot of people. Um, so, you know, we were we were blessed by that not actually engaging, um, just due to the fact of the water. So we were we were more in in a in a state of survival mode versus communication mode. Um, however, what we did do is we did scramble some of our employees immediately, our uh, customer service staff to another office uh, about seven miles from here, and uh, it was not flooded. So we um, started plugging our phones in and uh, getting back online and answering calls, and that's pretty much what they did the majority of the you know, a couple of first weeks there was just pretty much take care of all incoming calls. So we we did respond. Our, our phone system did stay up and uh, we were able to answer phone calls um, uh, coming in from customers. Just two last questions for you here, but this this may be a, a long answer. Um, sure. Whenever there's a disaster that hits, Obviously, you don't want to commercialize the response to it, but you guys, I mean, you guys pulled off a, a pretty impressive response, um, and you certainly want to communicate to people how invested you guys are. I think people may have seen the video that you guys put together. If not, it's in the show notes for this podcast episode, uh, and we'll, we'll show that video at the conference uh, for Story Connect. Um, but tell us a little bit about the thought process that went into that. Like I said, that fine line to walk between, you know, you don't want to brag on yourself too much, but obviously with the response you guys did, you, you deserve to get that message out there. Absolutely, Andy. Um, what we want to do, in fact, that was in the formation while the storm has just finished, um, gotten some of my guys together, our, our, our video production, production team, and obviously – most business stops at that we're all um, you know, sloshed around in boots trying to uh, salvage what whatever furniture we can salvage, electronics we can salvage, manuals and whatever else. 
Um, but for them, you know, it's all the other businesses in the area were going through a lot of the same things where you couldn't, you just couldn't go anywhere due to the fact of all the road closures. Um, every little creek was washed out. So obviously, with that in mind, you know, they wanted to, they wanted to do things. And um, obviously, once we finished up kind of cleaning out their offices, they would immediately to work on trying to put together um, a video that says kind of almost a. You know, we sympathize and empathize with you customers. We're going through the same thing you are, and that's that's the that's the feeling, Andy, that we wanted is not that we're just, you know, we're sorry your internet's out, and we're sorry your phones may be out, and um, your TV is out, and I know you're going through some tough times too, but we are too, and we wanted to share that that we're part of your community. It's not like that we're um, we're not vulnerable to the same things that you are as a residence or a business. So I think that that empathy, sympathy type of of message and a message of camaraderie that, hey, we're, we're in this with you. We're going, we're suffering just like you are. Um, that really struck, that really hit a heart note. And obviously uh, through all my years of doing marketing and advertising, if you can connect with an emotion and you can connect with, with them and, and with that customer and really strike an emotional connection with them, everything relaxes everybody kind of relaxes a little bit and that's exactly what happened um people saw that video of us in the bottom of the ditches throwing out water at it with five gallon buckets uh really just nasty work and roads washed out and our lines are down everywhere that we have them and um they andy they really they responded well to that our calls lessened immediately uh, people started relaxing and cutting us a little bit of a, a break. So I would highly recommend, uh, you know, everybody doing that, um, being able to, I wish we had had something a little bit more proactive out there before the storm. We will do that in the future. I have learned that lesson. Um, but it's also nice to somebody, some, you know, come, come behind it and, and have a follow-up, a book into this that says, uh, what y'all did as a company or what we did as a company to, to get back on our feet as well. Sure. A couple of specifics about that. So how quickly, how quickly did you guys get that video out there? And then how were you sharing it? Mainly social media, I guess. Started on social media. Um, we, we immediately, that was the easiest and quickest, um, upload was, was definitely on social media. And, uh, where we probably didn't have all our, our TV subscribers, up by then, probably not even close to a, a lot of them. So we did, obviously we have control over that. So we were able to run it on the TV. I just don't know how many people were able to watch it um, due to the fact that um, even at my house, you know, we were out of power for six days and didn't have water for six days. So uh, for anybody listening, um, please fill up your bathtub with water because that's it's the best thing I did. Uh, and uh, But also having a generator was quite nice as well. Um, but, uh, we got the social media ad out immediately. Um, and a lot of people started, we started getting the internet up pretty quickly. You know, that's obviously now that's the service of choice that everybody wants to have up. And, uh, so that was our, pretty much our primary main goal was, was to get that active. And, um, so it was within two days of, after the storm hit, three days after the storm hit, we're, we're we're completing and we're wrapping up some of this stuff and getting some of this video and compiling it and producing it and getting it out online. Um, so it was fairly quick. 
Definitely. I think with everything going on, two to three days is pretty impressive to be able to, to get a jump on it like that. Uh, well, my last thing here, and, and obviously you could you could probably go quite a while on this with all the personal lessons and maybe the HR lessons and network lessons. So let's keep it to just communications and marketing. Okay. Uh, what kind of lessons did you learn? Uh, like you said just a moment ago, we'll do things differently next time You know, the threat of, of severe weather comes in. What are some of the main lessons you learned or pieces of advice you would give to folks from a marketing or communications perspective on something like this? I, I would think number one, the lesson we learned is to be a little proactive in our communications. Uh, I think that's a lesson that we should all take. Um I don't know if I would overdo it though, because then you draw so much attention to, uh, you know, it's you, you don't want to do all these pre pre ads and then the storm not even uh, come in and and then you kind of look a little bit foolish, I think. So you got to, I think, with moderation, uh, everything in moderation is is kind of a key. And uh, I wouldn't overdo it, and I wouldn't. I would also say I wouldn't overdo your, uh, you know, if you do an ad at the end, um, you know, obviously I would highly suggest doing an ad at the end of an event, uh, a nature event, but don't overplay it. Don't, uh, don't, uh, just burn it in. Cause then they're going to get tired of seeing it. They're going to, uh, you're going to have a, obviously a negative appeal when you do things of that nature. But, um, the other thing, Andy, I, I really, I feel the need to, to let you know about, let the, the, the viewers and the listeners know about one thing that we really, we learned a valuable lesson on, and I wanted to share this with everybody is, uh, and it's not as much of a marketing connection, but it's just as a, a footnote. We had been retaining paper, um, making copies of everything on paper. And Andy, we had been doing that for 65 years. Um, when the storm did come in and all that water came into our building due to CP&I regulations, and we've got customers' names and their uh, social security numbers on on in paper and all that papers floating around in the hall we couldn't get any kind of a serve pro or anybody in to help us immediately start ascertaining the situation and trying to help us get out of the problem that we're in so it was our employees for the next five days that had to endure the heat the humidity by pulling out reams and reams and reams of paper with customer information on it. It's floating up and down the hall. So the biggest thing we learned is paper is now a liability, not an asset. And I never thought I would say that because I'm, I'm definitely one that likes my file handy and I like to have them sometimes printed off and next to me. And, uh, but we learned a valuable lesson. Um, it's, it's definitely not an asset anymore because during a flood, you can't let anybody in your building, uh, when all that information is floating around. And um, so it was our employees that had to slosh around in that uh, septic water for five days. And, and we did it. Everybody stood up. I'm so proud of all the employees. Um, but again, I, that would be something that I would have never thought of, ever, 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 ever thought of. But uh, And believe it or not, our digital communications, our servers and everything else, we didn't miss a single email. We didn't miss a single anything from an electronic standpoint because we had prepared and had an off-site emergency location with our servers replicated on. So another nugget that paid for itself right there. 
Well, I appreciate the information. I hope the listeners have, have learned and will be a little bit more prepared. Hopefully, they don't have to deal with what you guys went through, but hopefully, if they do, they'll be um, a little bit more proactive and a little uh, be able to think ahead a little bit based on your lessons. So, um, Kyle, I appreciate you joining me on this episode, and um, thanks again. Glad that you guys are, are back on your feet, even if it has taken, what, a year and a half just about to, to do it. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you had me, Andy. Thank you very much. Sure thing. He is Kyle Randleman, the VP of Marketing and Customer Service at Star Communications in North Carolina. And I am your host, Andy Johns. Thanks for joining me. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.